All right, welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and on this show, we interview amazing, badass real estate investor goddesses, women that are successfully investing in real estate. And um, today, my guest is certainly no exception to the badass role. She, she's um, my guest is Elise Alexander, who was. Uh, who works for this really cool company called Acre Trader. She was raised on a farm and cattle ranch in Crawford County, Arkansas. Since 2003, she has served as president of a large family office, managing several companies and serving as legal counsel. From 2003 to 2012, she served as VP and general counsel for TAW Inc., an oil field services company with $200 million in revenue across multiple states. And then prior to that, she worked as an associate in the Oric firm in Silicon Valley. So she is an attorney like me. And she was in the corporate division, forming and advising startups and public companies regarding securities, mergers, acquisitions, IPOs. And then before that, she was uh, in-house corporate counsel for Variant Associates in Palo Alto. And now she is at Acre Trader, which is a really cool company that she's going to tell us more about. Um, she studied at Texas A&M University and then she went to law school at Pepperdine, which is in uh, my backyard. And I'm super excited to have her. Welcome, Elise. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're very excited to meet you and talk about real estate and farmland. Awesome. So because I'm really excited to have you here talking about farmland, too, because that is not an asset class that I'm very familiar with at all. So, you know, I just want to know, like, how did you get started in real estate in general? And then how did you get into farmland? <laughs> I grew up on a cattle ranch in a small town in Arkansas. And so starting out, farmland was just something we grew things on or fed cattle on. Um, I never considered it until really, honestly, fairly recently to be an investment. You know, I knew generally that real estate held its value, especially in inflationary times. And um, But farmland traditionally has not been very liquid. It doesn't change hands very often. There was not a traditional market for it. But I just, I happenstance met the acre trader um, guys. They were looking for investors in the company and uh, met with my brother over in Memphis. And he happened to mention, um, well, they said they were looking for general counsel. And he said, well, I happen to know somebody who kind of checks all the boxes for you all because I had worked, you know, previously in uh, HR and insurance and securities and startups and IPOs, mergers, acquisitions, um, and, and they needed someone. And so I, I fell in love with the concept first of Acre Trader and what it did and the technology platform. But then as I began to get educated about the values of farmland and how it appreciates and how it's non-correlated to the stock market more so than traditional um, real estate, maybe even. Um, and I've, I'm just learning more and, and I love it. It's, it's so interesting. That's great. So we're going to definitely dig deeper into that, but before we get into it was, farmland your first real estate investment or did you invest in real estate before that uh my family through my family we've invested in in real estate before that we built some apartments using tax credits and um that was an interesting learning experience and we can talk more about that later but um and then we've invested besides the farmland that we actually farm on we um 
also have invested in some hunting slash farming properties, both in Arkansas, um, that have performed well for us. In fact, in one of them, we've sold the original farm that we bought that was, we grew rice on it as well as uh, allowed others to hunt. We've sold that and now are rolling those funds with some of our, mem- our other members into other farmland just because it did great. When my brother first brought it up, I thought, this is really not a good idea. But <laughs> he was right and I was wrong. So the he, he brought up the idea of investing in the, I guess it was hunting land or, you know. Just- in far- farmland that you allow others to hunt on. Okay. Um, which is another, like that particular property grew rice. Um, and, but we more than doubled our money just allowing other people to, to hunt ducks on it. Wow. That is incredible. There are so many ways to make money with real estate. I love it. <laughs> so it's, it's so interesting. Like renting out for hunting. That's genius. That's so cool. Um, uh, that's great. So, okay. So now tell us a little bit more about like why farmland is different from other because you were saying that you know it's even that farmland is even more different or like more or less tied to the uh, greater economy than other types of real estate and some like tell me why why farmland why do you like it and why should somebody invest in it oh we we actually we joke that farmland is boring but in this case boring is is a good thing if you look back 20, 30 years and you track the appreciation of value in farmland against the stock market generally, other asset classes such as gold, stocks, bonds, the volatility is not correlated at all much that we can tell from looking at historical data with ups and downs in the stock market. So it plunks along. You know, it's not ever going to really grow at a super quick rate, but it, it's steady and it um, has appreciated, you know, year over year for the last 30 years. And so, um, we like that. The other thing that a recent statistic I learned that kind of frightened me was in the United States, we lose on average three acres of farmland per minute. Wow. Per minute. And I don't know about the rest of the world, but in the U.S., that's the, the statistic. And yet our population is growing and we need to feed people. There's a first sort of older generation of farmers who are maybe nearing the end of their careers. Sometimes their children want to grow farm, want to grow and farm. Sometimes they do not. And you may have a mix within a family. And so when Carter started thinking about farmland and how could we make it more accessible to other people and how could we help our country ensure continuity of food supply and perhaps provide some liquidity for some families that don't want to farm anymore. He kind of conceptualized the idea of acre trader and farmland. The other thing about it is that's good is you get annual income generated by rent paid by a tenant. If about 30 to 40% of farms in the United States are not operated by their owner. So you have a lot of rented farmland, um, and in our case, we have annual income that comes in and cash. In some instances, there could be um, crop sharing as well, but generally it's cash rent. So we get that every year and distribute it to investors. Um, and then over time, you have the year-over-year appreciation value of the the real estate farmland itself. And so 
upon, um, you know, when we find a good opportunity to, to liquidate the farmland um, and sell it to, to a new owner, we distribute those profits as well. So, wow. So, I mean, there are a couple of very cool things that I'm hearing about farmland. I guess one is that with supply dwindling so much, right, then that must definitely help with the appreciation and yeah. values. What, what kind of returns can you get with farmland? Um, if, if you look back over the last 15 to 20 years, probably it averages a, a 10 to 11 percent, sometimes as high as 12 percent. And that does include adding the yield you get annually to the, the growth, the appreciation value. But it's not a bad return. Um, historically, a big barrier to entry for farming is it's expensive. And a lot of people don't have the knowledge base to, to farm or know where to start. So our idea was let's make it accessible. We take care of managing the farm, filing the property taxes, doing the diligence on the on the property to find out if we think it would be a good value and a long-term good investment um, for people. So really, it's it's passive investing for investors in acre trader farms because they don't really have to do anything other than collect money and wait a little bit, you know. That's awesome. So, you know, for the listeners on this show, you know, we talk a lot about syndications, which is, you know, a type of crowdfunding, bringing investors together to um, purchase larger properties. And that's that's essentially what you're doing here. You're syndicating farmland. And that's that's pretty neat. So who can invest in Acre Trader? At this point, the um, exemption we're using with the Securities and Exchange Commission is Rule 506C of Regulation D. So right now we're only able to accept accredited investors, but we're hoping we're definitely strongly considering using Reg A plus and trying to do some offerings that way to open it up to, to other investors. But our minimum investment is about $5,000, um, sometimes depending on the size of the property and the value, um, the initial entry could be as high as 10000 but um, it doesn't take very long to go on and look through our offerings and decide if if you wanted to invest you could do so in not very many minutes wow all right well, that's very cool um so accredited investors it means you have to have an income minimum um of two hundred thousand as an individual three hundred thousand as a married couple or have a net worth of a million dollars not including your primary residence um billion look at you my list <laughs> oh well i'm a syndicator so that's what yeah. i do not farmland but um yet but i so I, I definitely need to know my, my um, 506Bs and Cs and, and Reg A pluses. So, but for those who are listening, if you fall under that, um, if you're an accredited investor, this is a super interesting type of opportunity. And you can get in for a lot less than your typical syndication, which I think is neat um, because often minimums are, you know, 50000 um, Right you know, to get into a syndication. So something that you can get into for as little as five is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of exciting. We we are having a ball. We're working hard and learning as fast as we can and um, just trying to do well for our investors and, and the world and try to help make it a better place. That's great. So what are some of the challenges that you experience with, you know, investing in real estate and farmland and doing it this way. Supply is challenging. 
in some ways because farmland does not transact very frequently. And when it does, it's often private transactions. Most farms are not listed on the multi-list services. So our challenge to grow our business is to create a network of contacts with realtors all across the country who might specialize in farmland and um, also get our name out there and, and teach people that it's because we are a fairly new company. We just went live in March of 2019. It takes a while to build trust and, and for people to understand what we're doing and how. So we, we face a lot of challenges, but we're really growing and um, things are coming along. Well, we're, we're excited about it. But um, as I said, we try, we all learn something new every day. And that's one of my favorite things about my job. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, one of the questions that I ask all of my guests, because I find that we learn so much more when things go wrong versus <laughs> um, <laughs> like when things are smooth sailing. So what would you say was your biggest mistake in your real estate investing career? What did you learn from it? Uh, there's sort of a two part answer. The first is not starting sooner is a mistake, but um, with respect to the apartment complex that we built um, that was multifamily housing that we used tax credits, I didn't do enough background research, I would say, to understand truly what we were getting into in terms of the length of the commitment. And so I would encourage all the real estate goddesses out there to to make sure you've you've fully done your diligence and don't just rely on what someone is telling you. Certainly surround yourself, as I've heard you say a million times, surround yourself with mentors and people you trust who want you to learn and grow. But don't take anything for granted. Do your research. Make sure you understand what you're getting into. What would you have done differently? If you um, more? I think that project I might have passed on. Not that they aren't worthwhile projects and create very a lot of public good. That particular project houses a lot of people with disabilities, which is is a very good thing. The thing that I personally did not don't like about it is that it's not very liquid um, in that you have to commit to keep the project for a, a certain number of years um, to earn the tax credit. So that's just a personal preference. It doesn't mean that those types of projects aren't good and, and that we won't do well in it. And how, how long do you have to keep it for the tax credit? It's about, I can't remember specifically, but I think it's about 15 years. You can sell it before then, but um, you have to get some special permissions from state authorities as well as the people that buy your tax credits. Mm, okay. so it's not an easy process, but I, I've learned a lot through that. And I think real, you know, real estate, residential and other types of real estate investing are great investments as well. At this point, I just know a bit more about farmland, but I have spotted several podcasts on your <laughs> website that I'd like to watch and learn more. <laughs> there are so many different ways to invest in real estate, but um, I'll just, yeah, that's why, that's why I'm excited to have you. I, I would love when I get somebody in that's doing something that I don't know much about yet, but there, you know, as, as many different types of properties there are, there's different ways of investing. So I love this farmland idea. Um, we have the flip side of the mistake question is what are you most proud of? I'm really proud of the team that we're building. And honestly, of course, we're all in it to make money and, and create better lives for our families. But I love the fact that we're preserving 
farmland and open space and trying to promote sustainability and growing. We hope to have some um, sustainable and organic offerings in the near future. But I like the idea of saving that for our future generations and, and helping to assure that we can feed our, our country and the world. I mean, the United States exports a lot of a lot of stuff. But I'm, I'm also proud of the team that we've assembled at AcreTrader. Um, and I like technology, you know, with a background in Silicon Valley. Technology companies are very interesting to me and appealing. And I love that we are a combination of old school farming and high tech. That's very cool. And there's a link below where you can click on the Acre Trader, you know, to get on the website and find out more and check out their farmland and, uh, you know, what opportunities are there. So click the link below. Okay. So, so you've been quite successful um, in your career. And to what do you attribute your success? Mostly hard work. Um, I've been incredibly lucky to have some awesome member mentors. One of those is my father, who's this serial entrepreneur who never met a deal he didn't like. <laughs> um, and we always joke he would sell his children if he could, but he wouldn't get returns. So we were <laughs> safe. <laughs> but um, I think just being incredibly curious about business and deals and having grown up in a household where that was a common language and the vocabulary was there. But mostly it's it's hard work and not being afraid to try new things. And don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. If you do, you you get up and you start over. Uh-huh. Quitting's not an option. <laughs> no. <laughs> not failure, it's feedback. Um. It, it, well, it is. Most of the things that we learn and retain are because we made a mistake. And sometimes we learn the hard way. But you don't forget. No. You screw <laughs> something up. <laughs> That's why I always ask about the mistakes, right? Um, partly because hopefully a goddess listening can avoid that same mistake, but also because there's, so, yeah, there's so much gold when you, you have that. Like that's where the most gold happens. I think, I think so too. I mean, I, there's a lot of luck involved, but I think, I think what you're doing is phenomenal because you're encouraging growth and helping teach women to help and support each other and and if we as humans did that across the country whether it's real estate or farming or whatever it might be our world will be better and so thank you for what you're doing thank you for what you're doing (laughs) Um, so what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in real estate investing another way of asking is what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know I wish that I had taken time early on to educate myself more about um, financial concepts and that language and vocabulary. I think I wish, as I mentioned earlier, I wish that I had started earlier, but I think people sometimes as humans, we're reluctant to try something new and everything seems too big at first when it's something new. But I think with respect to investing in real estate, you must not be afraid to try. It's all relative. What's big for me might be small for another person. So we have to be self-aware enough, understand what can we afford to lose? And if you've, if you've made that determination for yourself, then you know what you can afford to invest. And 
the, the, you know, the syndications are a great idea because you're growing your money with someone else, but you're also de-risking yourself. So I wish I had known all of those concepts early on. I'm 52 and a lot of that sort of knowledge was not available other than in the classroom. Uh, yeah. So I would encourage all those goddesses out there and the wannabe goddesses, do, do your research, but don't be afraid to try. Yeah, such good advice. That's true. You just have to get out there. You have to get educated, but you can't just wait, 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 wait. You just have to get out there and take action. It's so true. Yeah. Because if we wait, there's always going to be that next hurdle or that next impediment to keeping you from starting. Yeah. And sure, this is real estate investing is like planting a tree. The best time was 20 years ago. The next time is now. So you just have to get into it and get started. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we get into our famed end of show trinity, which is our brag, <laughs> gratitude and our desire, what's the best way for people to reach you or find out about Acre Trader? I mean, I'll, well, there'll be a link below, but, you know, what? what's the best way for them to find out more? Um, our, our website address for Acre Trader is www.acretrader, all one word, dot com. Um, our office number is 479-335. Five six six zero, and my email address is just elise at acretrader.com so we welcome questions and inquiries even if someone maybe can't invest yet if they still want to know more about farmland we're happy to talk and share what we know and maybe learn something from them beautiful all right well thank you you guys heard it there acretrader.com or elise at acretrader.com and i don't remember that phone number but <laughs> just for one it's on our website <laughs> All right. So, okay. Time for this Trinity. What is well, one brag? What's one thing you're celebrating right now? I am celebrating just the tremendous amount of knowledge I've had to acquire in the last six months. I've had to relearn some things I forgot. Crowdfunding wasn't an issue, uh, even an, in existence the last time I practiced law in a firm. So I have to say my brain is less pliable than it was back then a few years ago, but I just love learning, and this is so exciting. Mm. Well bragged. And what's one thing you're grateful for? I am so thankful for my family, extended, you know, my immediate family as well as extended. And and I'm thankful for my coworkers at Acre Trader. I feel like at 52, I've found my tribe. Mm. Not that I didn't fit other places, but everything's just kind of lined up, and it's it's a blessing. So wonderful when that happens. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful digestion. Thank you. So last but certainly not least, what's one thing you desire? I desire to be wildly successful and accomplish more things in the next 10 years than I ever imagined I could. Mm. I know that's not specific, but as I've gotten older, I've had this nagging suspicion that I could have done more. So I, I would love to see Acre Trader be successful. I don't know what that exit looks like yet, but I can't wait to find out. Mm. Well, so shall your desire be, or so much better than you can imagine. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for um, joining us on this, the podcast today and sharing this really fascinating asset class and, and your story with us. It was a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it.